Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Davis, and you're listening to NPR News. So glad you could be with us today. Are you shopping for gifts for that special child or teenager in your life? How about a book? Now, that's easier said than done, because walking into a children's section of a bookstore can be overwhelming. There are so many colorful illustrations and great-sounding titles, but which ones are the true gems that will capture the imagination of a child or a teenager? Well, we have some help for you today. We have you covered. We are talking with some of the talking about some of the best books for kids and teenagers this holiday season. And here in the studio with me, I have a bookseller and a librarian to help us sort through the vast selection of picture books, mysteries, nonfiction, and graphic novels, and much more. We want to hear from you, too. What children's books do you recommend for this holiday season? And is there a book uh, the young reader in your life just can't put down? Tell us about it. The phone lines are open. You can call us at 651 227 6000 or call 800-242-2828. You can also leave me a message on Twitter. I'm at Angela Davis NPR. Let's bring in our two guests. Holly Weinkoff is here. Holly is the owner of the Red Balloon Bookshop on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Hello again, Holly. Nice to see you. Good morning. Thanks for having us, Angela. Thank you for being here. And next to you, we have your buddy, Lisa Vondrasic. Lisa is the curator of the Children's Literature Research Collection, home to the Curlin uh, collection at the University of Minnesota Libraries. Now, the Curling Collection is a children's literature archive at the U. Good morning, Lisa. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about books today. Well, you guys came prepared. The whole studio is filled with children's books. They're sitting up, laying down, piled up, because you, you, you want to be able to grab them and talk about them and, and describe them to, to our audience. But first, uh, tell me, why is a book, why is that such a great gift for a child. What have you seen in your years of experience, Holly? Oh, well, um, the great thing about giving books as gifts is um, it, it's, it's, a bo- it's a gift that keeps giving. Mm-hmm. Um, children have many hours of enjoyment with books. They come back to it over and over. Um, and, and with young kids, too, the thing about books is there's, there's much more going on than just reading. Often there's a bond happening with the grown-up who is reading with the child. Um, and, and there, you know, in, in picture books um, in particular, there, there are so many, you know, looking at the illustrations, there's so many conversations to be had. Um, it's it's just a really rich gift. It's an experience. You're giving the gift of an experience to, to some degree. And yeah. Would you say the same thing, Lisa? What's so good about a, I, a book? I would say everything Holly said, but we were having a discussion before we started today, and I I realized that one thing that the gift of a book does for a connection between an adult and a child is if you make a good match. Mm. When you make that match, the child really feels seen. Beautiful. You came through the doors and you're like, Angela, we want to talk about joy and grief. And I'm like, you're in the right place. I am your girl. What do you mean as a category of books? What, did you, what do you mean by joy and grief and, and, and books for children, Lisa? Well, uh, let's talk developmentally. Um, often people have a misconception that children are not aware of what's going around in the world. And of course they do. And these last couple of years have been super tough and meeting expectations and schooling and everything that surrounds children. If you think you're an adult and you're feeling it's tough now, um, the children are feeling that too. And we want to share books that not only 
bring joy and excitement and humor and fun, but also to say, we feel how you're feeling. And it's not a mystery to us. And books can help that, too. Mm-hmm. It can give you a tool to um, help them understand the emotions that they're feeling. Holly? Sure, sure. Yeah. And, and um, you know, one thing during the, these past couple of years that we've seen in publishing is there are many, many, many more books written for kids that touch on those emotional issues um, and, um, and help give kids... Um, context and a framework on how to understand um, those things. Yeah. Well, let's start with that as a category. Well, uh, I'm, the I'm just going to go right to grief, because okay. then we can we can have joy for the rest of the mm-hmm. uh, program. Um, there's a new book called Enzo Isn't There by Thomas M. Ellis. And he is actually a grief counselor. It's a picture book. And I got to tell you, there's not a lot of books addressing a child's grief losing a sibling. And it's it's overwhelming to a parent to lose a child. Mm-hmm. And often the ch- the siblings' feelings are overlooked. But I found as a person who's experienced grief over the last few years that it also spoke to me as an adult. Mm. So I want to recommend Enzo Isn't There. Right. Okay. And I should let our listeners know right now that we uh, on our website, on the show page for this this uh, show, we're going to have a list of these recommendations. If you're trying to keep up and write down the titles, we're going to help you with that. So you'll be able to find them after the show uh, on NPRnews.org. Uh, go ahead, uh, uh, Holly. Yeah. So um, and I, I would agree with Lisa. Um, she actually was the one who uh, brought this book to me and said, have you seen this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it is a book that speaks to adults to going through grief. And, and that's the thing about kids books in general. Um, we think of them as books for kids. But really, they're books for all of us, because we all can get so much out of a kid's book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am going to tie in with that. I am going to actually talk about a, a book written for grownups. <laughs> it's a book called Inciting Joy. It's a collection of essays by Ross Gay, who has uh, written other things. Um, a few years ago, the Book of Delights was one of his books. This is a collection of essays. And while the title may seem like it's all about, you know, joy all the time, everywhere, <laughs> um, it's more about finding joy um, in those hard moments. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I love that he talks about is how, you know, as a society, we are so focused on being self-sufficient, independent. And he makes the point that what any living thing is not self-sufficient or independent. We are all interconnected. Mm-hmm. And um, so um, this uh, is just, it's a, it's a wonderful gift to share with grownups or even older, um, older like teen readers. Teenagers mm-hmm. might like that. Yeah. And any uh, other children's books that w- would deal with joy? That you want to let people know, well, or just we'll leave uh, you with yeah. a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. probably well, a lot. Okay, let's they go. Are. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> and they're off. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Lisa. So, or you know, oh, you're holding up one. Holly's got one. Okay, okay. well, so I'm just going to um, highlight one of the things I love to do when we come on the show is mm-hmm. a fav- talk about a few holiday books. Okay. And because we started talking about why give books at, during the mm-hmm. holidays, this book, uh, it's called The Christmas Book Flood. Written by local uh, author, uh, also teacher. I'm not sure if she's still teaching because she has a new baby. Also worked at Red Balloon for a little bit. Anyway, um, Emmy, Emily Kilgore is the author of this book. The Christmas Book, book Flood. Flood. Yes. Ooh. Pictures by Kitty Moss. And it's based on um, an Icelandic tradition 
of giving books at Christmas. There's a whole tradition around this in that country. And so she has created a story around it. Um, on the 24th of December, people give books as a sign of love, of hope, during a dark time of the year. And it's dark. It looks like it does at 4 o'clock in the evening right now. Yeah, it's reading, reading is magic when you have the right book. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so it just goes on mm-hmm. and on about people picking out books for the people they love. And in the back, she explains that this was... Uh, a tradition started during World War II when uh, oh. so many things were scarce and rationed. and Beautiful illustrations. Yes, beautiful yeah. illustrations, mm-hmm. very magical. Um, but it started as a way uh, during the holidays. Paper was cheap, and so that's when books were printed. And that's when people shopped their, for their books and gave them. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it just became an, uh, an act of hope mm-hmm. and resilience. And that's what we can still do when we give books very nice. And what do you, would you and recommend? And if I that? had one pick that brings us joy and families together is Where We Come From. And this is four Minnesota authors. It's Diane Wilson, Sunyan Shin, Shannon Gibney, and John Coy. Oh. And I just want to read just a little passage from this. It is a lyrical book. We all come from stardust, sparks of light connected by story creating a circle of past, present, and future, ancestors, families, and you. What do the stars, the fields, the rivers sing to you? What stories does the wind whisper in your ear? Every time I read this book, I get goosebumps (laughs) because all I think about is families coming together, sharing their own stories. It connects with my own professional life. I wrote a book called Writing Boxes, Connecting the Literacy of Reading and Writing. And this is the perfect mentor text. It's the perfect family share. And you were talking about college students coming home for the holidays. Mm -hmm. What would be better than to share this book and share your own stories with them? So it it talks about uh, folks folks of all different cultural backgrounds coming together. Very nice. And tell me the title again. The title is Where We Come From, Diane Wilson, Sun Young Shin, Shannon Gibney, and John Coy. So yeah, you, and you they're, they're all Minnesota, Minnesota authors. Minnesota authors who oh. all have great and, – and Diane uh, Wilson also writes for adults – um, one of her books uh, was one of my favorite in the past couple years. Um, so oh, anyway, yeah. We're talking about children's books, uh, gifts of, of books uh, this holiday season, and taking phone calls from our listeners as well. Want to hear your recommendations uh, for a book for a child or teenager in your life. And so let's take a couple of phone calls right now uh, as we get into this. 651-227-6000 is the number to call or 800-242-2828. In Blaine, Linda's on the phone. Linda, what do you want to recommend? Hi, I'd like to recommend The Complete Holly and the Wolf by Catherine Storr, S-T-O-R-R published by New York Review of Books. Um, This woman had a daughter who was very afraid of wolves under her bed, and so she wrote a whole lot of stories about this little girl, Polly, and how she uses her brains to outwit the wolf. They're very um, Roadrunner-esque stories, Mm -hmm. and they're fun for adults to read to kids. Uh, As well. Okay, thank you. Yeah. That's uh, Linda and Blaine sharing uh, something that she loves, The Complete Polly and the Wolf. Also, uh, in Brooklyn Park, we have another listener on the line. This is Mary. Hey, Mary, what did you want to tell us about uh, children's books? 
So I want to recommend the book, The Best Christmas Pageant Ever. <gasps> oh, oh yeah, yeah. Lisa, you're, okay, Lisa's about to fall out of I her remember, seat. <laughs> I remember reading this book with my mom when I was elementary age and just cracking up at these hard scrabble ruffians and their slightly irreverent hijinks, yet the book also manages to be heartwarming too. And then I also remember when I got older, reading it out loud to my younger brother and just enjoying it just as much when I was older and through him. So it's, it's funny and heartwarming and just delightful. Yeah, right. and, and, and I'll say that, that that is a great recommendation. That is one that sells every year um, and has just had a really long, long life and still uh, enjoyed by families. And, and I also want to add that the Herdmans um, is a family of kids that other parents will not allow their children to play with. And okay. so we know what that's theme. like. Yeah, there's yeah. a theme there. Okay, uh, the best Christmas pageant uh, ever. Uh, as we uh, think about um, interests, like some children I know like nonfiction books. They like historical or, or biographies. Uh, any recommendations for that kid, Lisa? Well, the scientists among us will adore from Readers to Eaters Press and Independent <laughs> Press, Sandra Katz and the Tiny Wild. So what do you think the tiny wild is? It's the microbes in the air that bring us sauerkraut, kimchi, and sourdough bread. Oh, wow. And, and I, it's I, I'm looking at the spelling illu- too. It's cats, K-A-T-Z, yep. Sandor And it's cats. beautifully illustrated. There's the scientist. a great, again, a great <laughs> family book. Okay. Okay. And also, um, that there's a lot of great nonfiction. Um, and so just one I'll highlight um, is a book called Everything Under the Sun, Another Good Family Gift. Um, it is, it's kind of a big book, but um, it's, just it's lots. It's thick. It's like lo- a textbook. Right, well, it's kind of like an encyclopedia. It's big, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but with great illustrations and bits of information around all kinds of things. Just our um, environment, like outdoorsy things. But, it looks but like yeah, traffic but then and- also, yeah, you know, how, how do people get car sick? Um, uh, things like, uh, why do rabbits eat their own poop? Um, why what, do rabbits wh- eat their own what poop? What is the hottest just- chili? <laughs> um, uh, actually, it's very nutritious for them. Okay. <laughs> um, That's and, a good book. Yeah. And then I think, too, um, I'm trying to remember, I, I believe that kids, um, uh, sent in their curious questions for this book. So it's kids sending in curious questions and information given around, and around a, those. A beautiful book. So yeah, tell me the name it, of it again. It's called Everything Under the Sun um, by Molly Oldfield. Okay. And if you've got a kid who's that why, why, why kid, mm-hmm. this is the perfect book for them. Yeah. And I also want to highlight that the illustrations uh, reflect diverse, diversity of society, including uh, someone who uses a cuff crutch like I do. And that's very rare in children's books, books that you see, that. see yourself reflected what in the that? illustrations. You know, it's just a, it's just a it, it's a mobility device mm-hmm. that helps me walk. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, just a couple others to highlight, if I can, real quick. Please. Hold out anatomy for oh those who are interested in the body. Uh, in the body, yeah. But it highlights the, the human body. And then also what is same different with other animals. Um, so it goes through all the anatomical systems. Um, and each page, like you open it up and fold it out and it, get a little more. Oh, it folds out. Yeah. yeah. So like it's talking about the human um, muscular system. And on the same page, you learn that humans have about 700 to 800 muscles. 
Guess how many snakes have? Fifteen thousand. <gasps> My goodness. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff.、Um, We keep mentioning illustrations, and and why is that? I mean, I'm 54, and I I love colorful illustrations, but for、um, a child, what does that do? It's it's not just the colorful in- illustrations.、Um, a well illustrated book gives you more in the illustrations than is in the text, and it brings it. It's an artistic、um, endeavor. And what we know about picture books, like music, if you have a song you love and you、mm-hmm. want to hear again and again, a picture book, a great picture book, has that same quality. And every time you open it, you hear or see something different.、Mm-hmm. And, and also, there's there's also oftentimes information that's shared through those illustrations、yeah. um, that adds to to the story or the text or whatever.、Um, re- real quick, just for older readers、uh, mm-hmm. in the、um, nonfiction realm.、Um, Last or I gosh I can't even remember the past few years have been a blur. Right, <laughs> I'm not、yes. sure when the book came out, but braiding braiding sweet grass came out for adults a few years ago by Robin Wall Kilmer.、Um, just recently, a young adult adaptation has come out, so it's taking her book and making it more、um, accessible to younger readers. So illustrations, some、What's、illustrations are included.、Um, It's um, it's about our relationship with the rest of the living world and how we've neglected that.、Um, uh, Robin Wall Kilmer is、um, she's an indigenous person who is also a scientist.、Um, I think maybe a botanist.、Um, so it's a lot about how we've neglected our relationship with the living world and、um, and have forgotten about how important that is. So she uses with nature. With with nature,、Everything. with all living、mm-hmm. things, and remember what you said about this interconnectivity,、mm-hmm. and that this wisdom is scientifically based. So she's a scientist, and in her adult book, which is a fabulous book, which I've given for many gifts, right? And people love and love love love. It's 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 what you would call a juicy read. It's a page turner in nonfiction. But here, show the pictures. I know you can't see them on the radio. Someone's fishing, but.、Here? Or, the、uh, young adult adaptation、yeah. not only is printed on gorgeous paper; it's a wonderful gift book. It gives、mm-hmm. us a lot of white space. It gives us the opportunity to reflect on the concepts. So, if you're an adult and you're interacting with a nonfiction book, you're asking yourselves these questions. In this book, it's interspersed with those prompts、mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, what do you think about this? Look around your own world." Right, you and, and, and,、mm-hmm. and it also provides you know some definitions of of some of、Time. the more complex terms.、Um, and tell、yeah. me the name of that again. It's、uh, braiding sweet grass for young adults. Braid, braiding sweet grass for young adults. For young adults. Indigenous wisdom. Scientific knowledge and the teachings of plants. Let's talk about these young adults.、Uh, those of us who may not live with a teenager may think that all they do is, you know, play video games or listen to music. But they're reading books, right?、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.、Um, I brought one today that you wouldn't ordinarily think of as a gift book.、Um, the woman who split the atom. The Life of Lisa Meitner, and this is by Marissa Moss, who you might know by the Amelia Notebooks, and she did all this research. Perhaps you didn't know it was a woman who discovered nuclear fission. 
Huh. <laughs> and as we know, history is whitewashed. History, mm-hmm. women are set aside. And this is during the 1930s in Germany. And you can imagine what else was going on for a Jewish woman scientist. Mm-hmm. And so, again, highly illustrated with archival photos and cartoons. Wow. So that you get an an experience that is more than what we would call textbooky, right? And again, a page turner, right? And our, our authors are really getting even more creative, or is it that they have? I think creative nonfiction is, is a treat. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and also um, sort of tied to nonfiction, there's also uh, uh, fiction that touches on. Nonfiction, real events. Top. Yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so for example, one that we have here is by Alan Gratz, which writes a lot of um, historical fiction, um, and this is his new book um, called Two Degrees: um, A Planet in Crisis. The time is running out. He wrote another book several years ago um, called Refugee, that follows the story of three or four refugees from different time periods, different parts of the world. Um, this story follows a uh, few young people in different uh, uh, climate crisis events. And it's fictional, oh, wow. but based on, you know, like there's a, a, yeah, a mm-hmm. girl in a California wildfire. Um, and um, so anyway, he's, he is a great storyteller. It's a page turner, um, very captivating. Um, and, you know, again, it's fiction, but ties into real life events. A- another book I'll mention quickly for those older readers um, is Rust in the Root by Justina Ireland. This is, um, you know, definitely for older teens, um, young adult. Um, it's historical fantasy. I'm usually not a big fantasy reader, <laughs> but I am a big historical fiction reader. And this has both. Um, it's set in 1937 in a world that parallels the Great Depression. I mean, it's, it's similar to that. But um, it's the story of a young queer black woman who has just moved to New York City to make it. She um, is uh, she has some um, in the book, they call it uh Dynacism, I think, um, magical powers, but the world is kind of divided between those who have those powers and those who are very um, technical. Um, anyway, it's similar to uh, uh, the the Great Dust Bowl, the Great Depression, and she is now finding a way to work with others to save the day. Um, there's just there's a lot going on in this book. It's mm-hmm. hard to explain in a few minutes, but a great page-turning read. She's written other wonderful things, too. We're talking about uh, books as gifts for children and teenagers. Uh, what are the, the, the must-have ones? What are the recommendations? Uh, on Twitter, uh, people will leave me lots of recommendations, some, some beautiful uh, book covers. Uh, I want to talk about this one. Uh, have you heard of The Muck Luck Ball? Yes, yeah. Uh, and I'm looking at it looks like a, a, a bear wearing a pair of mucklucks walking through yeah, the snow yeah, by yeah. Catherine uh, Johnson and illustrated by uh, Alicia Schwab. Yeah, also um, a local author. Also as well. That looks like a fun book. And then someone else has left for me. Uh, Angela, I recommend uh, Light, uh, the High Treason Incident. Uh but it has a, a a cool cover on it. So if you want to check out my Twitter page as well, I'm an Angela Davis MPR, and you can see what recommendations our listeners are are sharing with us. Uh, let's take a phone call in uh, 
in Michigan. We've got Frederica on the line. And uh, good morning. What do you want to tell us about children's books? Hi. Um, a few years ago, my daughter was like eight or nine years old, and she got good grades at school. So I said, if you get good grades, I'll buy you some books. <laughs> well, I ended up with this big stack of books. It must have been 10 books at least. I'm going up to the counter, and I said to the um, salesperson there, I said, you must think I'm really indulging my daughter. And she said, you know what? I'm so glad to see you buying her books because so often I see parents who are buying books for themselves, and they never buy any books for their kids, and their kids really want a book, and they say, no, you can't have one. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. So, um, and so your wish would be that, uh, that more people would give gifts uh, of books. I think so. I think mm-hmm. we need to buy more books for our kids because, you know, we always tend to say when we take our kids to the, in the store, no, you can't have this, no, you can't have that, right. no, we're not buying this. And I think we should buy them more books. But Thank you, Frederica. And that brings up a good point. As we, we think about the environment right now, so many people financially challenged. Let's talk about libraries, free books, access to books. There's no cost to that. And 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 Lisa, what would you want to know about what you're seeing in libraries or, or what people need to know about uh, well, access I, and what's there? Every, every Minnesotan should know about eBooks Minnesota. And those are free and accessible on any device, uh, iPhone or uh, Kindle or any of those apps. And you just Google eBooks Minnesota, and it's a fabulous collection through Minitex, which is part of the University of Minnesota. And it's all ages. And if you've got a kid, you know, when you read those graphic books, they're really a fast read sometime. And if you if you were buying stacks and stacks of those, add up. eBooks mm-hmm. Minnesota has an amazing collection of graphic books. And the other is, of course, your public libraries. We are... We have the riches of Hennepin County Library, the the Ramsey County Library, the St. Paul Public Library, and all of those. I don't know if you knew this. You can have a library card for all of them. And I think it's just this year. Even if you don't live? Uh, yeah, so I live in St. Paul, and I have three library cards. So if I'm waiting <laughs> in line for one of those... You know, very high interest books, like when we were talking about adult books before the program, everyone, everyone should read a book called Lessons in Chemistry. And I was lucky enough to hit the lottery and get the library book. So that's wonderful. Yeah. You know, and another thing I'll mention, too, is during this time of year, um, lots of people, you know, you hear about toy you know, gift drives and stuff. There are also book drives going on to help um, provide books for kids who may not have the resources to get them. So, for example, right now we're partnering with Twin Cities Geek um, and um, Haley Q. Brown and doing a book drive at the store to help get books to kids this holiday season. And there are used bookstores as well. There are used bookstores, and I haunt all kinds of bookstores. Mm-hmm. And and then also we have all the free little libraries. I mean, sometimes you have to do a little hunting, but um, mm. great things can be found there, and too. can I just talk about the price of books compared to other things? I mean, Please? they're yeah. not that expensive. So I have in my hand a handful of books. I was talking about graphics. Um, there's a new series, new-ish series called Katie the Cat Sitter. I, I just love this series. 
And that'll cost you a big $13 for, for that. And think how many other things that don't what, give what, you hours and hours of pleasure. Right. What does it cost to go to a movie? Yeah. I haven't been for a long time, so I'm not yeah. sure. But. So, but, <laughs> but all the other things that we spend money on, not only do you receive that pleasure of the first read, but I know I'm the kind of person who wants to explore to over and over again. Right, or, or then gift it then to somebody else. Yes. Lisa, earlier you were talking about uh, the website, I believe it's eBooks Minnesota, where we can uh, download books for free. And uh, I have someone named Mary saying, I can't find this website, but it's, tell us again, it's eBooks. E- eBooks, so e, try e-books, um, University of Minnesota. Okay. And and if not, um, you we'll can. put it on our website. Yeah. We'll put it on my show page on the NPR News uh, website. Thank you for that. Uh, so let's take a phone call now. In St. Paul, uh, Valerie's on the line. Valerie, what did you want to tell us about children's books and, and a recommendation that you have? Hi. Good Hi. morning. Good morning. I would like to um, recommend uh, Miss Kiki Road. It's written by Elizabeth Barrett and illustrated by Jonathan Thunder, (gasps) both um, from Red Lake uh, Nation. Mm -hmm. And what is it about, Uh, or what can you tell us about it? Yeah, it's about um, three children um, with their grandma. There's a grandma in it, which I love, Mm -hmm. um, and about the seven grandfather teachings, the traditional teachings of courage, humility, bravery. Um, honesty. It's just a delightful children's book. I love it. I, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing that book. I wish we had brought it with us. We we didn't. Um, any book illustrated by Johnny Thunder, just yeah. grab that book and have it in your home to share. What do we know? Uh, thank you, Valerie, for, for sharing that with us. What do we know about, um, you know, we're seeing a, a, a trend of just, you know, more uh, Authors, writers, illustrators of color getting their work published. Just yes. an, an explosion of that, which yeah, is great. Yeah, finally. Yeah. And uh, so what are you noticing there and, and, and what do you recommend? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, that uh, we have much more to choose from, um, mm-hmm. uh, although uh, there's still more work to be done in that space for sure. Um, and, um, and you know, it's just so important for, um, you know, both for uh kids of all backgrounds to see themselves in stories. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also important for all of us to read stories that are very different from our own experiences. Um, I mean, studies have shown that that's one of the best ways to build empathy and understanding. Um, so it's hugely important, and it's great to see more authors of color, um, more stories showing kids of color from all different backgrounds of yeah, and it teaches us about the history of our state as well as we're seeing. I yeah, to, I t- one of the books that you brought in, uh, Magnolia Flower. We had a caller; uh, she had to drop who called in from Owatonna, and she wanted some recommendations about how to have conversations about race. And this is a book that uh, by Ibram, Ibram X. Kendi. Right. Yeah, and it's actually um, um, it's uh, a book um, that he has adapted. It's a story. From he's Zora ad- Neale Hurston. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, a story that she. Um, that she wrote in 1925. Um, so it's um, it's the story of a girl whose parents fled slavery, um, and and the Trail of Tears. It's um, again, it's a uh, Zora Neale Hurston story that he has adapted, um, beautifully illustrated, um, and um, just a, a lovely um, a lovely powerful story. 
Because this is another power of books. It allows us to find the words and the stories to uh, have these conversations that a lot of people, you know, have problems having, right? Yeah, yeah. So and here's sh- here's another. I should mention this too, uh, uh, a, a sort of a, a project that's part of NPR. We have a, a podcast called Early Risers, and this is a podcast from NPR and Little Moments Count. And the host of that podcast, uh, Diane Halsey, she recently interviewed uh, Dr. Imbra X. Kendi about uh, that book and others that he has written, particularly for families that want to have these conversations uh, with young children. How do you talk about race? So there is Magnolia Flower, which again is that adaptation right, from Zora Neale Hurston. Did an anti-racist baby. Anti-racist baby. And there's another one called Goodnight Racism. So uh, check out those books and as well as some others uh, that Ibram X. Kendi, Dr. Kendi has recommended right. for children. And, and then um, along that same line, um, a couple of books that came out a few years ago, he first came out with Stamped, and then mm-hmm. Jason Reynolds did adaptations for young readers. For young and, adults. And, and there's there's adults. actually two. There's one for young adults and then one for even younger readers that, that Jason Reynolds did. It's so um, So those are uh, great books to have in your home, too. Here's um, a, a new picture book that came out this fall um, that is also a great book to, to start conversations. Um, it's by uh, Grammy Award-winning musician Rihanna Giddens. She is a beautiful, powerful uh, musician. If you don't know her work, go find it. Um, these are these are um, lyrics to it's lyrics from her song, um, and then illustrated by Monica Mackay. Um, a beautiful, beautiful book that tells the story of a family um, moving from slavery to freedom. Um, the the sorrows, the oppression. Um, but the joy of the music that sustained them through it all. Um, and again, there's not a lot of text. It's very it's lyrical. Mm-hmm. It's a picture book. Um, and again, the, the, the illustrations tell much of the story. Um, but just a, a wonderful book to share and have conversations around. Mm-hmm. And Lisa, any books uh, for really young kids whose parents are still reading aloud to them uh, at bedtime or any like any that I'm thinking in the past we've talked about some books uh, for little kids that uh, really inspire some giggles. Um, (laughs) These are not so much inspiring giggles, but. Often we're looking for that bedtime book to to wind Calm. down the day. <laughs> and um, the two I have in my hands right now, one is Moonlight by Stephen Savage. Again, um, it's magical. If you saw the moon this morning. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we're full night, moon. Yeah, we're in full it moon. It really uh, brought the light. You saw the light. And so in this book with its lino cut, uh, illustrations, you feel the closing down of the day and the light changing. Mm. So that's one. And it almost other, looks like looking out a window, the illustrations. It is. Yeah, it it's, it. it's, you know, sometimes I say a book is delicious. This is, <laughs> this is a delicious book. I didn't have that as a category, Lisa. The delicious <laughs> and books. And the other one, a local <laughs> illustrator and writer, Lauren Stringer, has The Dark Was Done. And that's actually a really amazing way of personification of the dark Ooh. yeah and and how you can enter dark with joy and and it's just beautiful oh. and then there's the light yeah delicious and then the and end. then just mm-hmm. real quick to bring on those nighttime giggles oh my this is this uh this book will get you to sleep warning occasionally some readers may have a slightly different reaction <laughs> this is by john jory illustrated by oliver talek 
And uh, it is just—it's hysterical. Will will this rock band get you to sleep? Will these trucks get you to sleep? Okay. And nothing. And then finally, uh, he's like, "Okay, I hate to. Do, we're going to have to bring on the sheep. Everybody knows counting sheep will get you to sleep. So here come the sheep. But guess what? They're being chased by dragons. <laughs> and it's just, there's, That's cute. Uh, it's so much fun. So that looks like one that a, a child would remember. Like, let's read that again. Yes. Again. Yes. Yes. Again. Yes, okay. yes. All right. Let's take another phone call as we talk about uh, ideas for uh, children's books as gifts. Uh, in Shoreview, Cindy's on the phone. Hey, Cindy. Hi. I have two books to recommend. One is for preteens, especially boys. And that is Hatchet by Gary Paulson. My nephew and now his son have both loved it. And for younger kids, it's more of a picture book. What do you do with an idea by Mm -hmm. Kobe Yamada? Mm -hmm, And there are several in this series. What do you do with a problem? What do you Mm -hmm. do with a chance? But he just loved what do you do with an idea when he was six, seven, eight years old. He read it over and over. Yeah, those those are great books. Teenage Boys is what she said. Thank you, Cindy. Uh, her first book there, Hatchet by Gary Paulson, she recommended. I have a question here. Um, video games and anime, very popular. Are there any books that are kind of like spinoffs or related to the child who's like, really, I really love uh, video games or I love... Uh, anime any suggestions um yeah there there are um i i don't have them on the top of my head but we're seeing um uh you know a lot more being being done Mm -hmm. um um and you know and then um you know kind of uh Related, um, the whole arena of graphic novels um, mm-hmm. has just exploded and continues. Now, you know, we use, when um, I started at the bookstore, we had a tiny, tiny section of graphic novels. Now we have it broken into three because there are graphic novels for older kids, for middle grade readers. And, and now they're like these, a new uh, section in our store is the beginning graphic novels. So we brought Waffles and Pancake local author Drew Brockington. And what are those the, little creatures? On those, the, those, on the are, cover? The, those, those are those are cats. Those are cats. There's cats. And, that does not look like a cat. Um, and they, <laughs> they have arms and legs. They're they're <laughs> a spinoff from another series he has for slightly older called Castronauts, Cats in Space, full of information <laughs> about space, but also really fun, delightful books. These are new. Um, there, it's the story of one of the main Castronauts, Waffles, um, as as a kitten. Um, Very cute. They're adorable. And uh, you have, uh, I'm looking at cookbooks that you have uh, oh, propped up against a window here yes. in the studio. Let's yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. These are cookbooks written for kids. I think um, one of you needs to scoot back to grab it. I know. Yeah. Um, one of them is specifically <laughs> for kids. It's Gabby's Latin American Kitchen. Um, and Gabby Melian, um, she is a well-known, on the internet, you will find her uh, a well-known chef. I, I think she wrote for maybe Bon Appetit. And Oh, look at the little, the tiny but, font, though. I would have to be a child to be able to read that. No. Well, so <laughs> the, the beautiful these, photos. In there. Uh, yeah, yeah. So great photos, instructions really clearly um, uh, laid out um, for, and, and what I love about cookbooks, um, cookbooks are also a great family gift because it's something you can read read together and do together. Mm -hmm. Um, So Gabby's Latin American Kitchen. Um, Also, we brought in a couple local cookbooks. One is uh, Jewel by um, uh, Patrice Johnson, um, and that shares the tradition of of Swedish holiday traditions. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the True North Cabin Cookbook, a great family gift. It does focus on being at your cabin 
in the summertime, but great, simple, comfort comfort local food Mm -hmm. um, is featured in that book. And it says recipes and stories from a Northwoods table. Right. Um, And that that mm -hmm. one is by uh, Stephanie Hansen. And you don't have Mm -hmm. to have a cabin to enjoy that. We're hunkering down for the winter. We're closing up the windows. We're we're snuggling in the blankets. (laughs) Right. And there's a local author, John Owens, who was a art teacher and now publishes children's books. Right. What's the title of that book? So, yeah, so I was going to say, like, a great family gift would be to give the True North Cabin Cookbook Uh um, along with One Winter Up North, or he also has One uh, one Summer Up North by John Owens. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, they are um, wordless picture books, so just beautiful illustrations, again, Oh no words. So then you so, make up the story maybe? So so yeah, so While you you're are you are, yes. So again, a great way to make connection in reading um, and, and storytelling. And a 4-year-old can read this aloud. All you have to do is ask the question, what is happening here? Love it. Can that, you tell me said, what's happening here? I know here? what is happening right there. Now that is I am hungry and tired and ready to go back <laughs> and take a nap. And there you are all out in front. <laughs> and so every time you go through that, you could have a different story. Right. That's cool. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So. All right. Let's take another phone call as we talk about children's book uh, books in St. Paul. Peter's on the phone. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. Hey. I'll be, I'll be quick. There are two series, Charlotte's Web and The Borrowers, and yeah. then Wind in the Willows and The Secret Garden. Classics. And that, Peter, you probably don't know this. Uh, and, and our guests are reminding these are very old books. Yes, they are. Charlotte's Web was my favorite book yeah. as a child because I grew up on a farm. It was also, you know, made into a movie, the first movie I saw. Yeah. Uh, and I subsequently, that was like the name I held on to. I was like, when I have a child, if I ever have a child, if I have a daughter, oh, her name is Charlotte. Oh, and my I daughter's so, name is Charlotte. I am so, so glad to know that. I'm story. a big Charlotte's Web and Wilbur the Pig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the classics. Still popular. Oh, Folks yes. in the, your bookstore are still looking for those books. Right, probably. right. Yeah. And yeah, Charlotte's Web for sure. Um, Stuart Little. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Stuart Little. Those yeah. are still good, right? Right. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and also and, great family reads. Because, mm-hmm. so, yeah, we have the memory. And, and then, to have know, story, that kind right. of language, the right. E.B. White language of Charlotte's Web is such a treat. And you brought a language book, too, the Dada Oh, Mother yeah, Goose. yeah, yeah. So this is just okay. another fun, uh, silly, it's called The Real Dada Mother Goose by John Sheska, um, illustrations by Julia Rotham. It takes one of the classic Mother Goose books um, and, you know, the illustrations from that and then just turns it in all kinds of crazy ways. What is, what's happened to Humpty Dumpty? Okay, Wait a so, what's so, going we, on? so we, we start off with, um, you get the, you know, the, you know, Humpty Dumpty as we all know it, yes. right? Um, but then on the next page, um, you get the censored version where some of the words are blocked out. And then you get the definition version where it's Humpty Dumpty sat on a continuous vertical brick or stone structure. Humpty Dumpty had a great sudden uncontrollable, uncontrollable descent. And, you know, and then you get the boring. Here's the boring one. Humpty Dumpty sat in a chair. Humpty Dumpty combed his one hair. All the king's horses and all the king's men didn't really have to do anything. 
<laughs> so, so they they sort of poke yeah, fun at some of the yes, the but but he, he brings in all kinds of other things. Like there's Morse code for one of them, and in the back explains hieroglyphics. Yeah, hieroglyphics and explains what all of those things are. So it's also a great. It's a very fun book. Also, lots of information in here. And the author's John Cheska, who also brought us the Stinky, Stinky Cheese Man and others, right? <laughs> and the Math Curse and and the True Story of Three Pigs by A. Wolf. Okay. So if you have an absurd sense of humor these <laughs> and, are the and books what, what's for you. great about things like this is kids enjoy it but adults enjoy it too and so reading it over and over um b- everyone can do that mm-hmm. let's take a phone call in saint paul uh maya is on the line and what did you want to share with us about uh, a favorite book for a child hey angela thanks Hi. for having me today yes go right ahead i would like to share the book tacky the penguin by helen lester Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. It have you heard of it before? Fun, oh yes, of yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, it is fantastic. I was introduced to it as a young child and it is all about a penguin named Taffy who kind of hobbles along to the beat of his own drum and how all the other penguins, some of them are mean or some try to walk perfectly in a line and Taffy just does his own thing and it really teaches children to embrace um, and celebrate their uniqueness. And I really hope that it helps parents celebrate the uniqueness and indiva- individuality of each of their children. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yay, absolutely. Yes. I love absolutely. that. I yeah. love that. Uh, and here is another phone call in Cottage Grove. Uh, Kristen is on the phone. Kristen, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi. And what book um, did you want to tell us about? Well, first of all, I, I always listen for your voice and key into your show. So thank you. Um, there's a new release called Celia, C-E-L-I-A. Celia planted a garden. Oh, and yeah, that's about, a lovely book. Should I should I talk about it a little bit? Or? Yeah, we just have a minute left, but what is it about? Or why do you like it? Okay, okay, it's a recent release uh, about a lighthouse um, guardian who um, has been sent to this um, very rocky place where the... Um, lighthouses and and she beautifies her world by planting a garden mm. and it is by um author phyllis Rudd, who's local and has done over 70 children's books yeah i love it phyllis Gary, root is great a picture book yeah. again it's mm-hmm. called celia planted a garden yeah our read time, anything our time is up but you got uh, one more book and then okay, i gotta say yeah, goodbye because Go we haven't really talked about the middle grade readers so much I, okay so well. real quick uh, <laughs> a new graphic novel by terry cruz who is on tv some people may know him but it's his first book for kids uh called terry's crew it's a great book about reaching for your dreams and going for it okay 30 seconds lisa 30 mm-hmm. seconds do not miss Maisie chen's last chance by lisa yi set in last chance Minnesota. How did this Chinese family end up in Minnesota? Maisie Chen's Last Chance by Lisa Yi. Okay, again, nprnews.org. Search for my show and you'll get a list of these book titles. Our guests today, we've been talking to Holly Weinkoff there at the Red Balloon Bookshop in St. Paul and Lisa Vondrasik, the curator of the Children's Literature Research Collection at the University of Minnesota Libraries. I'll have you back in, Holly and Lisa, no worries. This conversation was produced by Matt Alvarez. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning at 9. Thanks for listening to a recording of my live radio show on NPR News. A reminder that if you want to catch my show in real time, tune in and call in weekdays at 9 a.m.